EO Fire 1198. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. Hiring but not sure where to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can find your perfect candidate today. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Sell online? Get your orders out the door quickly with ShipStation.com. Try it free for 30 days. Visit ShipStation.com. Click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in fire. What's shaking Fire Nation? JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Pat Flynn. Pat, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready to ignite. Yes! <laughs> that was weird. I don't know what it <laughs> uh, sounded amazing. Fire Nation, Pat isn't just an entrepreneur. He's the crash test dummy of online business. On his website and through his popular podcast, Smart Passive Income, he shares the results from his tests for building strong businesses, sharing the successes and failures since he started his business nearly eight years ago. And he's also a husband and father of two great kids. Pat, take a quick minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Yeah, man. I mean, the kids, they are getting, I mean, you said eight years of my business. It's like crazy to even hear that. And my kids, my son is six. He uh, turned six on Christmas Eve and my daughter's three. And they are growing up way too fast, man. I mean, we, we talked about, and I've heard you talk about the baby effect here on the podcast many times before. And I did experience that when, when we had our kids. But now there's this thing with us, like it's called, uh, I, don't, I, know which, I don't know what we call it, but it's like, kids are growing up way too fast effect. <laughs> and it's like making me refocus on, you know, just making sure that I'm there for them uh, because they, they are my why. And we all have different whys, of course. I know a lot of you can resonate with the family as being your main why and other people, uh, it's other things. But whatever it is, you just got to make sure that you, you that's what you're striving to do. And, and, and if it's your kids and your family, I mean, those things aren't always going to be there. I mean, in, in, in terms of how young they are, and uh, so, you know, that's 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 huge for me right now. Uh, I am continuing to do um, just a lot of extra work outside of the entrepreneurial space to try and help people. I've been doing a lot of philanthropy stuff, not just with Pencils of Promise and, and things like that, uh, which, you know, I'm stoked to see that you're uh, supporting yeah. through the Freedom Journal and stuff. I got my Freedom Journal and, and I'm happy to, to support you and, and the, the Pencils of Promise campaign that you're doing. And uh, the... I, I, I last week or not last week, last month, I was in L.A. at in Skid Row, which is like the most populated homeless right. place in, in the United States. And I was there at an orphanage speaking about entrepreneurship and trying to help these kids understand these principles to help them understand that, you know, even though they're down right now, they're not out. And there are other opportunities out there that they might not even know about. And so doing things like that uh, are just really, really inspiring me and helping me push forward. Now, hearing you, Pathland, talking about like how your kids are growing up so fast, you know, it makes me even appreciate more, Pat, what you do for so many parents out there because you spend so much time educating entrepreneurs how to take control of their lives. What would you want to say to parents that have little ones right now? With the time that you do have, no matter how much time that is, you, I hope, I hope you you put that at the top of your priority and make sure that you, you know, are there 
not only physically when you can be there physically, but also mentally. Um, I think that that was a big challenge for me when I first started to be a fatherpreneur, I guess you could say, right. um, was trying to balance work life and all the exciting things that were happening with that with his family. And, you know, both were pulling for attention and, you know, I've really had to create boundaries, have to go back to a schedule, even though we're always about the breaking away from the nine to five and all that stuff. You know, I still have set work hours every single day. They're different every day based on what I do, but um, I need that structure or else everything gets mixed up. I mean, Pat, speaking of time flying, you know, you were episode one of EO Fire. Then you came back on for episode 160. But man, it has been over a thousand episodes since we've had you on the show. Is time flying or what? Dude, so what is it, 1198 now? <laughs> yes, 1198. Oh my gosh. I can't believe, A, how much of a, of a machine you are. Because <laughs> uh, nobody, th- I mean, even when we when you first started, everybody was like, oh, John's not going to be able to keep this up. And, right. and you have been. And you've been going even faster with a lot of the other amazing things that you're doing too. So, you know, just congratulations to you. And yes, it has been so long. And a lot has happened since the last time I've been on the show. Well, Pat, you know, you've been a big part of that. I mean, it's been so great becoming friends with you and being in a local mastermind here in San Diego with you. And I tell everybody that I can, like you were a huge inspiration for me when I first got going and still to this day. But one thing that you were a huge inspiration to me was you actually publishing income reports, because that's something that people always ask me. They say, John, like you publish your income reports, like where does that come from? And for me, when I was first saying, hey, can I make this leap into entrepreneurship? And I came across your blog and I said, hey, here's a guy who seems so cool, so genuine, doing something that's giving so much value and then just sharing the numbers behind it. And he is doing a business that's actually viable and working. It gave me the hope. And I wanted to to give podcasters that same hope that I saw through your income report. So, you know, first off, just thank you for that. And number two, we love to start off by just saying, hey, like, how do you today generate revenue? Well, affiliate marketing has been a big chunk of that income that comes in, but it's it's diversified. There's a lot of different things, of course, from the podcasting world. There's the sponsorship income uh, and, and there's also, uh, you know, direct advertising and whatnot. But affiliate marketing has just been for the longest time, uh, a pretty big chunk of, of my income. And that comes as a result of using and vetting products and making sure that they are a product that I would be more than happy to recommend and trust that my audience would uh, use or take care of my audience at the same time. And through just sharing the process of building a business, I've been able to also share the products that I use along the way to help me. And it's never in a, in a super promotional way where it's like, you have to buy this. It's like, this is just what I use. This is how I use it. And that has turned into significant income every every month because I've been able to earn that trust through demonstration by leading by example and uh, I feel that's kind of my my superpower and that's why I kind of call myself the crash test dummy because I put myself to the test and when it works everybody sees that and gets motivated by it and, and uh, wants to do the same thing and, and that's great because I've showed them how uh, and other times I, I completely fail flat on my face and when that happens it's always a big lesson for everybody too so either way I feel like whatever I do as long as I am open and honest and authentic about it uh, down to the penny in terms of how much I make but also what happens and all the lessons that go along with it it's going to be a win for everybody following along and you know ever since uh, the last time I was on the show my blog has grown uh, threefold uh, and the income has grown about that much as well. And um, just, you know, the, the most importantly, I love hearing all the thanks and the praise from people who have used the information in some way, shape, or form, whether just purely motivation or actually step-by-step step, uh, to help them make change in their life. And 
a lot of times it's people who create a side thing or a lot of people have quit their jobs. And, you know, the ones that are more meaningful to me are the ones where people say that they can spend more time with their kids or that they can finally get away from that job that was kind of making them depressed and, you know, all those, all those sorts of things. But yeah, going back to the income report, you know, I wasn't the first person to do that. I'm sort of known as the first person to do that because it was because that was the one that was most talked about. Uh, and it's cool that you and several other people are yeah. doing the same thing now. I think that we live in a world where it's, it's okay to do that now. Um, and it only makes us uh, you know, more open and honest and uh, show people the ins and outs of what's going on, which I think is important. But I wasn't the first one to do that. It was actually a guy named John Chow, who I don't know if you know that name, John, but it was uh, another John um, who was in the affiliate marketing space way back in the day when I first started. And... I didn't agree with how he did business, but I loved reading his reports because it was just so interesting. And I kind of took that and put that into place when I first started making money online. And I, I, I wanted to only do it for one month, but because of the reaction to it and because of how much people appreciated it, I, I kept it going. And I've been, it's been going for about, like you said, eight years now. Yeah. And uh, it's incredible. Well, I have loved just seeing you continue to diversify your income. I mean, you know, at one point it was with bringing podcast sponsorships on and I, you know, loved being part of episode 99, which was the first episode that Smart Passive Income ever had a sponsor on it. And we kind of talked about, you know, your fears of having sponsors, which were well-founded and we kind of talked through that. And then, you know, since then you've been generating great revenue through that. And then it was a SaaS product, you know, smart podcast player, which again, you know, we've been able to successfully partner up on and I've been able to share with podcasters paradise and, and they've loved it. And of course, you know, I use it on my site at eofire.com and people are just like, it is so gorgeous. Like, so you've moved into SaaS and, you know, you've moved into books. You had Let It Go that were released a little while ago and something that we're going to be talking about in a minute here that's going to be the focus of the rest of the interview, which I'm really excited about. But before we get into that, Pat, I just want to say, you know, this is one of the 33 interviews that I'm doing for EO Fire for this Freedom Journal campaign. And, you know, we're kind of nearing the end of this campaign now on February 1st is when this interview goes live. The Freedom Journal campaign ends on February 5th. And what I did was I went back and I wanted to find 33 guests that I interviewed in now over 1,200 episodes of you know who I just really thought epitomized people who knew how to set and accomplish goals. And Pat, of course, you flew to the top of the list. You were my episode one and 160 and now 1198. And I really wanted to have you on and I'm so glad we were able to work this out. So can you kind of just take a second and share with Fire Nation why you think setting goals is important to their business? Let's say, for example, you are going to get into a car or maybe maybe a plane. Let's, let's say you're going to pilot a plane for whatever reason. And you go into this plane and you don't know exactly where you're going. You don't have a goal, a destination. But you get into this plane and you fly and you take off and it's beautiful, it's great, it's exciting. But then eventually, if you don't know where you're going, you're going to just be going in circles. You're eventually going to run out of fuel and you're going to be grounded again. And I think a lot of people who are just struggling in life continually get grounded. We always take off but then get grounded again we take off and get grounded again it's like how many times have people said that they're going to go on a diet you know like six times during the year or how many times are they going to start to go back to the gym you know that many times during the year and so you know setting goals is important because that's your destination that's how you know how to get from point a where you're at now to point 
B, and even if you don't know exactly how to get to that point, there are people, there are tools, there are devices out there that will help guide you in that direction. As long as you know that that's the general direction you want to go and you know what that goal is, then you are way ahead of a lot of other people who are attempting to try the same thing or just are going through life in the same way that you are. Setting that goal is that first step. And there's obviously a number of ways to do it. You talked about this before, smart goals, all that sort of stuff uh, matters, of course. But you just have to have some sort of destination. You've got to put that thing in the, in the navigation or else you're just going to be going in circles. You're going to be wasting gas and you're, you're going to be just kind of running wild. And, and, and I think the goal is, is, is the destination. And once you realize that, everything else kind of falls into place. You kind of work backwards from there, finding out which streets to turn down, what freeways to go to and who to talk to, where to stop and all that sort of stuff. It all comes into place once you figure out that goal. If you don't have that, you, you, why are you doing what you do? I love that analogy, and I actually use a similar one. Like, let's just say, like, us being San Diegans, you know, we take off in a plane and we're going to New York City. Well, guess what, Fire Nation? In the air, we are pivoting and adjusting one million times to get to our goal of New York City because of the air, because of the pressure, the barometric, you name it. We're having to adjust a million times in air to get to our destination. If we were even 1% off, you know, we'd land in the Atlantic Ocean. That just is the reality over that many miles. So that goal at the end, keeps you headed in that direction. And of course, you need accountability along the way to keep adjusting and pivoting as needed to get right there. Boom, LaGuardia in the house. (laughs) And you're going to get blown off course. You're going to be met with turbulence. You're going to be met with winds that take you a different direction. You just have to, as long as you know where that destination is, kind of turn your uh, steering wheel a little bit to compensate and, and then you're there. Also, the other thing about that is there are two ways to get to New York. You can go this way east if you're in the on the west coast or you can right. go west but go much longer so again getting that guidance up front and seeing how other people have done it too can be inspiration for well okay then i'll, I'll kind of head in this direction as opposed to the other one which might take a little bit longer pat i think we need to get into a plane together because we have too many good stories about flights <laughs> i literally got gifted flight lessons last what? week for my birthday <laughs> yeah so i'm stoked about that but also a little scared but kind of cool it's kind of cool because it, it it has to do, and, and the reason why this was the gift was because this was my uh, coach, Azul, who coached me through writing my new, uh, my new book, which is called Will It Fly? Well, and that's actually a perfect segue because I want to spend the rest of this interview now, the rest of the time that you and I have together talking about that. Because you released a book a little while ago, Let Go, and you had a lot of fun with it. You used a really good platform to, to launch that book. And you know I continue to see it do well on your income reports. So can you kind of share with Fire Nation just the premise behind Will It Fly, your new book? You know, let us know like what was the reason you decided to write another book and, and why is this book for us? The title is Will It Fly, How to Test Your Next Business Idea So You Don't Waste Your Time and Money. The subtitle kind of really easily tells you what it's all about. But where this comes from is actually, uh, and, I, and, and I can actually thank you for this uh, because Whoa. it kind of goes back to Ask Pat, John. Uh, remember when we sat at Starbucks in, uh, in, near where I live and we brainstormed yeah, of course. Uh, this podcast and Ask Pat came out of that because I was like, hey, John, how do you do seven days a week? And you're like, oh, geez, dispatch <laughs> process. And I was like, I think I could do that. And I get a team in place to help too. And so Ask Pat was born out of a conversation that John and I had. And it was through Ask Pat because I get questions every single day. I literally get about a, a dozen questions from the audience every single day. I pick and choose the ones that I answer five days a week on that show at askpat.com. And by far, the number one question that I get is, how do I know if this thing I'm working on is going to work? Mm-hmm. 
and then I was like, wow, there's a lot of these the same question. Maybe there's something I could do something I could do about that. I didn't know exactly what that was yet. And then I ran a survey very recently about um, you know, well, what are people struggling with? And again, the people who read my website confirmed that that was their number one struggle. And so this book was born out of, out, of, out of that. And really it came from listening to the audience. And you know, I know you've talked about this before. It's like giving your audience an opportunity to share what their struggles and their problems are. That's where this came from. Um, if I didn't have Ask Pat, I might not have ever considered writing about this. It was because I let them speak that I figured it out. And so this book is that book that will help people figure out whether that thing that they are working on is worth continuing or that idea they have in, in their brain for a new business is one that would work. But it, it's kind of broken down into two ways. It's will it work in that market that they're trying to get into, which is which is kind of what we would expect in a validation type book and a testing book. And, you know, I'm not the first one to talk about this. Tim Ferriss actually, actually talked about this briefly in a chapter called uh, testing the muse in the four hour work week. And I don't know if you remember this, but this is the chapter where he talked about spending money on Google AdWords to send people to a landing page to sell like sailor shirts. I think it was, if you were testing the idea of selling sailor shirts, you run these ads and you keep track of how many times people click on the buy now button, because that would tell you whether or not. So this is something of interest to people. And there are, have been a lot more strategies, uh, that work in the same principle that allow us nowadays to validate our business even more. But that's, that's just one component of it. Actually, there's a more important component that I think, uh, that, that I, I think is required here. And that is, how do you, how do you know if this business idea that, that you're going to potentially work on works for you in, in your life? Does this match your goals? Does this match your strengths? Does this actually complement who you are and what you want to be? Or does it work against it? And if, you know, cause I know a lot of entrepreneurs and, and you've interviewed a ton, John, um, and I've spoke to many who are incredibly successful. They're making a lot of money and they're doing what they set out to do, you know, make their business a success. But on the other side of it, they're not successful fathers. They're not successful mothers. They're not successful parents uh, or uh, wives or husbands. You know, they, this business that they created to, to break free, they've then become a slave to. And it's not work that they are completely passionate about or fits into their, their life. And so they're not happy, even though they have that successful business, because a lot of us feel like a successful business is the answer. But I think it's a successful business that meets certain guidelines that that fits that bill. And so this book, I, I envision people reading it and having one of two things happen, have this idea that they have in their brain be completely dismissed to make it so obvious and clear that this idea they had in their brain is not worth moving forward with so that they can dump it and move on to something else instead of working on it for years trying really hard and just not having passion behind it because that dies out and and then realizing later on that they wish they had tried something else. I want to catch people early with this book in that regard. And already the people who I've experimented with in terms of some of these litmus tests that are involved, they've already expressed that this book has pretty much saved them years of their life because they realize that this business idea that they've had in their brain isn't worth moving forward because it doesn't match their goals or their strengths and there's other businesses that they would be better tuned for. The other thing I could see people doing and which is what I want people to do is to have an idea and they read this book or you, even if you don't have an idea, this will inspire you uh, in, in many ways to find ideas too, but they get to the end of it. It's validated their idea both in terms of their idea for themselves but also in the marketplace. It's given them proof that their idea works 
and legit validation, not just like having people say they're going to buy something, but actually even getting paid for something up front before you create it, which I know, John, you're experienced with. You shared this before with Podcasters Paradise and Webinar on Fire, getting validation up front in an honest way to make sure that this thing that you are potentially going to spend time and effort and money building is worth building. And by the end of this book, I want people to just be completely motivated with their idea, essentially having the book give them permission to keep going with it. And um, and, and so that, that's what the book's about. And the reason why it's called Will It Fly is because, well, there's a couple meanings. One, because, you know, we always are launching stuff, right? right. But the launch is just one component. It's just getting it off the ground. But how do you know if it's going to continue once it launches? So that's the kind of will it, is it actually going to fly? type thing goes uh, that that's where that plays a role but also it kind of goes into a story that well I'll talk about my son really quick when he turned three uh, one of the first things I wanted to do was share with him how to build a paper airplane so I folded this paper airplane right in front of him and I was like Keone check this out and so I folded it and I it was just a simple you know dart design paper airplane and I threw it across the room and it flew and he was so amazed like he couldn't believe what had just happened? Like I was just a magician folding this piece of paper, and so of course, <laughs> what does a five or what does a three year old boy do when they see their dad do something like that? They want to do it too, right? So he grabs a piece of paper, and even before I tell him how to fold it, he's like already in the midst of folding things and crumpling it up, and it obviously doesn't turn out to be an airplane. It, it looks more like a boat, really. <laughs> and he throws the thing, and it goes nowhere, right? And he picks it up again, he throws it, just lands by his feet. And then he says, I hate paper airplanes. And then he like just tosses it and, and oh, gives up and go plays with his Batman. And I was like, I can't have his, I can't, I can't see his paper airplane career end like that. So I, I, it, that's how a lot of people build their businesses. Yeah. You know, it's like they see somebody else doing something. They kind of go through the motions of, of what that other person did and they put it out there and it doesn't work. And then they just give up or don't think they're right for it. But that, that's not the case. You just need to get a little bit of guidance. You need to understand, well, you need to give this thing wings before it can take off. And once you know <laughs> the, like the basic principles of it, uh, you're going to have a much better chance of making this work. And now, Keone, like, well, when I wake up in the morning, sometimes he wakes up earlier, there, there'll be like a dozen planes. Like Every day he's making paper airplanes. Um, and, and it's pretty cool. He hasn't made them every day since he was three or else there'd be no more trees in the world. <laughs> But he goes through these phases where he's just building all these different kinds. And now it's cool because he's not afraid to try different styles. And he now understands that failing is a part of the process too, which is really cool because uh, especially for a kid. And, you know, I grew up where failure was the worst thing that you could ever do. Right. I would come home with a 98% on a test and my dad would be like, where's the other 2%? Like what happened to that? And I'd be like it would be so deflating, right? But now Keone and, uh, you know, other entrepreneurs are understanding that failure is a part of the process, but you can help yourself by understanding these things beforehand, whether or not this thing is going to take off or not. And, uh, and so that's where Will It Fly comes from. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. And again, John, thank you for letting me share that. And I, I appreciate the, uh, flying analogies and the talk about <laughs> flight leading up to it. It was such a perfect segue into what I love as an analogy with the paper airplanes. I mean, man, that's going to have to be the theme of our podcast. And this just really brings out so many things when you're talking, Pat, that I really just kind of want to brush back over for Fire Nation to make sure that they got Please. all this. You know, for number one, I love how you brought up the Tim Ferriss chapter. I mean, that was amazing because he gets into not even just the the French sailor shirts that you mentioned, but he also talked about how he came up with the name for his, for his actual 
book. Like he went and used Google AdWords to test the name. At first it was like, you know, how to travel the world and make a million by selling drugs. Like that was really the the name, the first name that he had, the working title, because he was in the supplement business. So it was like, you Mm -hmm. know, supplements for drugs. And then he had to keep testing until he got the four hour work week. Like two hours, nobody believed. Four hours, they're like, okay, I can see how you can maybe get by four hours a week. So that was so cool. And the other thing that I really want to kind of move into is how you talked about, you know, how do you actually validate that idea? And you brought up Paradise, and you brought up Webinar on Fire. So 45 days, Fire Nation, before we launched Podcasters Paradise, I had a webinar and I said, hey, if you guys want this and you're telling me that you want this, I need right now you to become a founding member, an early bird. Put your money where your mouth is. Vote with your wallet. It'll be $197 to secure your spot in paradise. The price will be twice as much when we open the doors in 45 days. And guess what? Nothing is done yet. There's nothing in paradise right now. But if you validate this product, then I will create it over the next 45 days and I will open the doors and it will be twice as expensive and you will be a founding member of it. So we did, we had a number, we had to do 5,000 and we did 7,000. So then we built paradise, but you made the mention, do it in an honest and transparent way. I told everybody that nothing had been done nor will be done. And I gave them the exact timeline and then we delivered on that. So all these great points and we have a couple more incredible points, Fire Nation, that you want to stick around for. But we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Ready to make the logistics of fulfilling your online sales a piece of cake? You can make it happen with ShipStation.com, the fast and easy way to manage and ship your orders all from a single place. Whether you sell on eBay, Amazon, Shopify, Etsy, or over 65 other popular selling channels, ShipStation.com brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even from your cell phone. You can then use ShipStation.com to create shipping labels for all top carriers, including UPS, USPS, and more. No wonder ShipStation.com is the number one choice of online sellers. Right now, you can try ShipStation.com free for 30 days and get an additional month free only if you use promo code FIRE. Don't wait. Visit ShipStation.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in FIRE. That's ShipStation.com and enter FIRE. Building a strong team is a huge part of growing your business. As an entrepreneur, I can tell you that your business is only as good as the people you hire to help support it. But it's nearly impossible to find qualified candidates. You know, the ones who are going to be as dedicated to your business as you are. After all, there are only so many hours in a day. But posting your job in just one place isn't enough to find those quality candidates. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you don't have to sweat it. ZipRecruiter allows you to post to 100 plus job sites with one single click. Once you've posted, you'll be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll in ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. Try ZipRecruiter to get your perfect candidate before they go to someone else. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. All right, Pat, we are back and I am excited to just finish strong with Will It Fly? And I just love the the actual subheadline, how to test your next business idea so you don't waste your time. Fire Nation, all we have is time. This book will make sure you don't waste your time, which is your most valuable resource that is absolutely finite. 
So Pat, one thing for the readers, you know, the future readers of this, they're going to learn how to research their idea, how to uncover hidden details, how to assess current market conditions. Can you pull out one of those and maybe talk just a little more in depth about what Fire Nation can expect? This idea that we all have, whether it's an idea for a business you already have, like a new product or something, or you are just starting out and you don't have an idea yet, or if you have an idea and you just are getting started, either way, you're going to have to define it in some way or refine it, if you will, because if you were to start with what's already in your head right now, it's, it's, it's going to be a mess. And I've, I've gone through the process of building a business based off of that initial thought of what that business idea would be, and it completely failed. Mm. I lost $15,000 building some WordPress plugins back in 2010 because I, I rushed into it, and I didn't think and refine what these products were, and I actually didn't even validate. I, I made the terrible mistake of, of keeping them secret because I wanted this like giant reveal on launch day, you know, like, oh my gosh, look what Pat <laughs> did, like kept it secret from everyone. But as a result of that, nobody else was available to poke holes in what I was creating or offer suggestions on what would make it better. And so that's why it's really important to, when you get this idea, to talk about it with as many people as you can. I had a guy named John Saddington come on the show. Amazing, brilliant guy. He's sold multiple million-dollar businesses in all different spaces. And when I interviewed him, I asked him, well, what do you do when you get an idea? Because he's in all these different spaces. I was curious. And he said the first thing he does is talk about it with as many people as possible. Not just like his friends or family, but with random strangers. He'll just say, hey, what do you think of this? Because any sort of reaction to it will tell him something that he can use for later on. Mm. And you might be thinking, well, what, what if this person steals my idea? This is this like myth like that that would happen. And of course, that's something that you fear, but it will not happen because nobody's going to be as focused as you. You're in that business building phase right now. This might be something that somebody might say, oh, I, I, it'd be cool if I did that too. But they're not going to steal your idea. That never happens. And so continue moving forward with it. Talk about it with other people. And then here's an exercise that you can use. Oh, cool. You write down everything you, you think your idea is, and actually you would go through a mind mapping process too that I outline in the book with either post-it notes or a mind mapping software or, or whatnot. But then you eventually get to a point where you have to write down a, a page worth of what this, the, what this is idea is, what it does, who it serves, and all that, all that good stuff. Then you narrow down that page and try to compact it into one paragraph, so maybe three or four sentences. And then you compact that three or four sentences into the one sentence, which completely sums up what your idea is. And that will become, later on, your headlines, what you say in tweets, what you share in person when you talk to somebody. You know, becomes, it becomes an important tool. And so that paragraph to, uh, or excuse me, that page to paragraph to sentence exercise is, is great. If you're looking to narrow down and trying to figure out how to say something in the shortest way possible, that's a great exercise for doing that. And then in terms of uh, you know validating your business, I mean, you mentioned a lot of what is in this book already in terms of how you built Podcasters Paradise and Webinar on Fire. I mean, you have to get in front of an audience. And I think this is where a lot of people are talking about validation these days. However, a lot of people fail to realize that people don't have an audience yet. Right, <laughs> you know, right. And, and, and so, of course, you've done a great job building up trust in an audience. So it was easy for you to just send an email out to kind of test this idea. And, of course, that's what you should do. But if you don't have an audience yet, you still have to do step one, which is get in front of an audience. And that could be done the long way, like building a tribe and building a, a fan base in some way, shape, or form. Or I actually list out seven different ways that you can get in front of somebody else's audience to then test those ideas. 
And what, what happens when you get in front of that audience is then you have their attention in some way, shape, or form. There's a lot of different ways to do that. But then in that audience, you have to get people to raise their hand. So if you were speaking in front of a live audience, for example, not everybody in that live audience typically is going to be somebody who would use your product. You're speaking to the right people, but you might not be speaking to people who would buy your stuff who have that problem you are solving. So let's say you're a wedding photographer, for example, and you land this great guest post sharing some cool wedding photography strategy on a top photography blog, for example. Well, not everybody who is on that photography blog is going to be interested in your product, but you need to get the people who are wedding photographers, because that's who your product serves, to raise their hand. And this can be done not just on a blog post like that, but on communities like forums and Facebook groups. I mean, there's so many ways. Actually, Brian Harris validated Video Fruit. Uh, by reaching out to people and delivering value to people on a Facebook group right. that he was once a part of. And then that turned into a product that he validated. So he got in front of that audience on that Facebook group. He got people to raise their hands. Then he talked and interacted with those prospects to make sure that they were actually people who had the same idea. And then was very honest with a transaction. Hey, I'm actually going to create this if I get this many people to say yes and actually pay me to do that. Actually, I think he collected pre-orders, which is now there's even more tools available to make it even a little bit more secure and safer mm -hmm. and uh, for people who are validating ideas and not collecting payments up front, but you can collect pre-orders. Tools like Gumroad, for example, have a pre-order function if you wanted to collect pre-orders to validate a product before you create it. I mean, there's so many amazing tools out there that enable us to do this now. And, and so that's how Video Fruit was created. And I have a ton of other examples of people across all different spaces who have done something similar. Noe Kagan, he validated a, a, a sumo jerky, a beef jerky company. He validated by getting people to pay in within 24 hours after coming up with this idea. And now that business makes five figures a month. It's pretty freaking insane. <laughs> um, but the, the big thing here is, is you have to, when you're validating your ideas, you have to be comfortable with sharing this idea and potentially having it get knocked down in some way. And that's something that all entrepreneurs have to realize that is a part of the process. Again, this goes back to the whole failure thing. It's actually good when you get criticize. It's good when you get negative feedback, unless it's disrespectful that you just ignore those people. But if it's negative feedback, if it's criticism, that's information that, that, that then you can use on the next iteration. And the cool thing about the way this book is broken down, it's the validation process is broken down into steps, specific steps with specific goals at the each of them. And during this process, if you, you will find that, you know, you might be in step three and everything's going well, but then all of a sudden step four, it didn't go the way that it should have. Well, then you know because it was broken down into iterations that step three is where the issue was. So you can focus in on that instead of what most people do, which is they build a product, they go to the rooftops and they shout, look at my product, <laughs> and nobody buys it. And they don't know why. They, don't, they, they can't pinpoint that problem in their pitch. They just think it's not a thing that people want, but maybe it's something else. And when you break it down in this way, it allows you to focus in on what the problem areas are so you can then reassess and relaunch and try again. Pat, there's a lot of things that I love about you, but one thing that I love about you that you put into Will It Fly is your passion in specific exercises, specific strategies. I mean, Fire Nation, he is just scratching the surface of what he poured into this book. So, 
Pat, let's just kind of end strong here with you just sharing with Fire Nation, hey, it's February 1st. Will it fly? It's available, Fire Nation. I just got to say, I know I know you're anxious. Like, let's just make this happen. Pat, what's the best way the Fire Nation can just jump on this amazing book, Will It Fly? And then, you know, let's just end with a parting piece of guidance, really focus on Will It Fly for our listeners. Sure. So go to willitflybook.com. There you'll get information about where you can pick it up and also some other bonuses that are available too. So again, that's willitflybook.com. And, you know, I'm excited. Like you said, there's a lot of exercises. And, you know, one of my pet peeves with with books that I read is they they tell you all this great information and things that you should do, but then they don't tell you how to do it. Mm. And I really wanted to make sure to just be different in that way. And, and, And the interesting story that I'll end with is that I struggled with writing this book. And at a point... Um, I was I was not writing at all for about a good period of two months because I was just struggling so much. And it was interesting because I tried to make this book something that was not me at first. I love Malcolm Gladwell books, for example. Yeah. And, you know, Outlier, Blink, and all those, uh, David versus Goliath, uh, or David and Goliath. And I, for those two months, was doing research because I wanted information in the book that was scientific, like Malcolm Gladwell's books are because that's what I like about Malcolm Gladwell Gladwell's books like all the case studies all the you know Boston research you know all this business school research stuff and and studies I was reading these super dense articles to try and find something that I can include and then it wasn't until I realized well that's not me that's Malcolm Gladwell that things started to just pour out of my brain into this book and I really just made it my own and put a lot of personal stories in there to uh, examples, a lot of failures that were from my own life. I actually cut out a lot of the book that used um, examples that, that I feel were kind of half good. Uh, and, and, you know, if for those of you who do follow me already, this, you'll see a lot of Pat Flynn in this book. And, and I know that, uh, that I, I think it'll be great. And I, I, I am very curious to hear what your audience thinks about it. And uh, I'm just really excited. So, you know, wherever you're at in business, whether you are just starting out or you have been running a business for a while, but you feel stuck, you know, you got to like like uh, Seth Godin says, you got to just ship. Right. But, you know, I kind of not I kind of don't agree with that because there's a lot of things that happen before you ship. You have to first make sure that what you are shipping is going where it needs to go. And so that's where Will It Fly comes in and hopefully could be there as your companion guide as you uh, continue to vet out ideas for your business moving forward. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Pat Flynn and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. If you type Pat in the search bar, all three of his killer episodes will come up, including this one, which is going to have links to everything that he's been talking about. But the really only main link that you need to be thinking about today is willitflybook.com. Willitflybook.com. Go check it out. This is Pat's masterpiece thus far in his life. How to test your next business idea so you, Fire Nation, don't waste your time. And Pat, I just want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Cheers. Thank you. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you're looking for an all-in-one podcasting solution, allow me to introduce podcast websites. Website hosting, audio hosting, support security backup, all in one. Visit podcastwebsites.com and schedule a call to learn more. 
and ignite.